0: I feel the need. The need for a podcast exploring the films and career of Tom Cruise. Welcome to Cruise Views.
1: Yeah? Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Is that good? <laughs> I think that works pretty well. <laughs> I don't know
0: how long it is, apparently it's half an hour long. Uh, Keep it, keep it going. going.
1: Get our money's worth. Hello and welcome to Cruise Views, the podcast all about award receiver Tom Cruise. I'm Adam Scott Glasspool and I'm joined by my co-host Thomas Ashford. Good evening, Thomas.
0: Good evening, Adam.
1: Uh, We have something a little different for our listeners today uh, as they join us for the first edition of The Tommies, uh, our very own award show that we're going to do as a wrap-up for each decade of Tom Cruise's career. And we've finished the 80s now, so we'll be handing out awards, uh, some positive, some negative, and Tom, I'm expecting some some big winners uh, on, on this magical night. Yeah. Please don't talk over the... <laughs> don't talk the music
0: fuck's
1: sake I'm just gonna wait for for a little bit a little bit more (laughs) it's it's like a crochet alright stop there it's your bit you're supposed to say hi Tom
0: (laughs) what's happening come on it's
1: an award show
0: come on the stars are rolling out of the red carpet what what is happening here what is happening (laughs)
1: Ah, oh, beautiful, beautiful! It's just such a magical night. Um, and <laughs> what are you wearing? Obviously, you can see uh, on the webcam. I'm in my
0: I'm in full tux. Yep, I'm in a dress from Vivian Westwood.
1: Lovely. <laughs> I mean, you look stunning. You've got the Angelina Jolie type leg out as well. Yeah, is what I can see. I mean, look, we've come up with some categories. Like I said, some of them are negative, some of them are, are positive. We're going to go through them, and we're going to hand out awards for the films that we've seen so far. I think we've seen 12 films so far, right?
0: Uh, yes,
1: yes. So, yes. basically, they're all in contention. Every actor is in contention for something at one point, and we've got a lot of uh, fun categories, I think. But I think, Tom, I'm going to kind of dictate the order on this a little bit. Sure. And what we'll also do is, for each category, uh, we'll both put forward... Maybe one or a couple of nominees, and then we'll kind of duke it out and discuss, and then we'll give our. But there will be a one winner, right? That we're going to decide together. Yeah. So it's like we're really letting in the listener on the Academy's voting process, I suppose. Right? <laughs> I it's very yeah, similar it's very to this. Similar yeah. To this. It's yeah, very similar to this. Two white guys. <laughs> Just while I have a drink. Oh, you got tea have Probably. Mm.
0: Orange and jasmine. Orange. Oh, you got
1: herbal tea. That's how is it? Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> so let's go to our first category. Um, let's start with most pleasant surprise. Now, this is one of your Ooh. suggestions. Tom. talk us through what you what you kind of think about this category.
0: Um. Well, a lot of the films that we're watching, me in particular, uh, haven't seen before. Yeah, right? that's true. Neither, like, of, more for me, I've seen barely any. I worked out that the first uh, half of Tom Cruise's filmography, there were four films that I'd seen. And in the second half, there's four films that I haven't seen before. Right. So, th- this is very much new territory for me, these films. Um, and so, I feel like there's going to be some films along the way where we might have certain expectations uh, and. You know, you might go in thinking, "Oh, this is just going to be a, something rubbish," and you know, his old back catalogue, and it turns out actually it's you know one of the, the better films in the in the little run.
1: Yeah. Now, I've said that we're, we might have a couple of nominations uh, for each one. I'm going to be honest, Tom. I've only got really one nomination for this. Yeah, uh, same. Right. Okay. <laughs> I wonder if it's <laughs> the same one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I've got risky business. Oh, that was my that was my pleasant surprise because I was going in expecting a classic sort of 80s sex comedy and i it, i came away with something that was a bit darker and really gave me a, a great impression of why you know tom cruise is such a huge a huge star that's my one nomination for this category
0: okay see that that's that's a good one i mean i i would have gone i think with that one as well so i've gone with something slightly different okay i i think i would have gone in that one if had i not already known that Risky Business was meant to be kind of good before I watched it.
1: Right, okay, okay. So it, w-
0: it was a pleasant surprise, but it wasn't surprising that it was a good film. Sure. For me, mine is All the Right Moves. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because I thought it was going to be pretty naff. Yeah. And then it is actually a film with that tries to have something to say.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. You thought it was going to be like kind of like how I thought Risky Business was going to be a standard sex comedy. You thought it was going to be a standard yeah. sports movie. Yeah. Exactly. And then we unpacked all this sort of interesting stuff about it. I like that pick. That's a good pick, I suppose, for these first couple of categories. Because the next one is biggest disappointment. We can't pick one winner. No. <laughs> because there's no way that you're going to be able to convince me that I was more <laughs> surprised by all the right moves. Yeah. So, you were at Well I, maybe I was, maybe I wasn't. Either way, we'll move on to the next category. Uh it wasn't what I thought it was gonna be. Uh so I guess the next category, as I just said, was was biggest disappointment, and I suppose we're working on the same sort of uh sort of theory as most pleasant surprise. Talk to me about your biggest disappointment or disappointments
0: of the 80s. Yeah, I I do actually have two for this. Good. I thought you were going to say, I've got
1: 12. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All of Tom Cruise's catalogue is slightly worse than I expected. Uh, No. Okay. My my two. First one, Legend. You were disappointed by Legend. Yeah. Because I thought it would be, you know. Good. I, I didn't. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it was going to be, like, Lord of the Rings, right? But I thought it was going to be, like, that sort of tone or something. It would just be Tom Cruise playing, like, a, an elf or a, you know, whatever Galloping along on a horse, fighting a goblin. Yeah, sure. And I'm describing pretty much legend. I was going to
1: say, you're describing the movie pretty accurately, so I don't know what you're disappointed by.
0: Well, I think that demonstrates that either one of the things I've just described is either Lord of the Rings or legend.
1: Right, okay, yeah. And
0: there's a big gulf in quality between those two films.
1: That's true, there is, yeah.
0: I think that's the disappointment. The disappointment lies there. Was it you were um,
1: expecting Lord of the Rings, one I of the, the greatest Tom <laughs> cinematic achievements of the last 50 years? Yeah. Okay. Maybe you were but expecting also, too much, Tom. I don't want to blame you uh, or well, anything.
0: But... Ev- evidently I was. But also it's Ridley Scott. <laughs> yeah. He had made Alien and then Blade Runner and then Legend. Yeah,
1: that is a weird little blip, isn't it? That is yeah. a weird little blip. Um, like if
0: I'd been if I'd been going to the cinema when these films came out. Like I would have been like, oh my god, Alien is one of my favorite films of all time. Oh my god, Blade Runner is one of my favorite films of all time. Oh Legend,
1: like yeah. imagine
0: going to the cinema and being hit by that before you see, before you read any reviews or anything, you just walk in thinking it's going to be the fantasy equivalent of Blade Runner or Alien, and you get Legend. It kind of is the fantasy equivalent of uh, Blade Runner and Alien,
1: in that it's quite slow, it's quite boring, and it's quite weird. But those are yeah. things that work for Alien and Blade Runner. And for the yeah. subject matter of legend, you just want it to be camp and stupid and it's not. It's a bit too yeah. serious.
0: What's your other one that, you, that you're you putting forward in then? The Outsiders. Oh,
1: what's wrong with you? Well, <laughs> okay, first of all, I <laughs> so many things. i going to have to start but, playing you off in a minute. Oh,
0: God. I thought that... The Outsiders. It's it's Francis Ford Coppola, and I thought, okay, I might not have seen a Francis Ford Coppola film at this point, but I know he's meant to be good,
1: right? Yeah, that's true. Okay.
0: And then the first film I see is The Outsiders, and I see the the tw- you know the the book version, the, the complete novel one. edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's like a, an average film that's made worse. Mm. Uh, so that was that's a disappointment for me.
1: Okay, so again, I've only got one nomination in this in this category for sure. me. Something I was going into thinking, okay, this is like a big Tom Cruise film that I've not seen. This is a huge blind spot in his career for me. And its I understood it to be somewhat of an iconic uh, Tom Cruise film, maybe just because of the poster. But for me, it's Cocktail. Right. I was very disappointed by Cocktail. Uh, I just thought it was going to be so much more... um, Good than it was I just thought it was going to be like a bit more fun I don't know and it just ended up being quite a confused uh, A confused movie Um, I think that brings To an end The confusing Personal opinion section Of our award show and we're going to move on to some of the Slightly more serious uh, Mm. Very serious uh, Categories now Okay, great. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Okay.
0: Good. Stretching the run time out Where a, little it, well, a
1: little bit. Well, a little you know. I good. I've got to use this whole thing. Uh, we've got half an hour of music here, Tom. I want to use it all. Um, our next category. Worst performance by a non-Tom Cruise in a Tom Cruise film.
0: So this is anybody that is kind of not
1: Tom Cruise in one of the films that we've covered. I guess it's worse supporting performance, but...
0: It's worse supporting actor supporting Tom (laughs) Cruise. Yeah, who isn't
1: Tom Cruise? Because sometimes Tom Cruise is the supporting actor.
0: Yeah, but they're supporting Tom Cruise's performance even if they're the lead actor. Even in Endless
1: Love... Everybody yeah. is supporting the performance of Tom Cruise. Is what you're saying?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, because I <laughs> think it's the only reason it's remembered in any way. <laughs> it's true. Tom Cruise's first role. Everyone is just holding up a film, yeah. solely so it can exist to be Tom Cruise's first role.
1: Hit me with a nomination, Tom. I've got a. I've got a contentious nomination in this
0: in this category. Well, I've, I've got two noms. Okay. Okay. Two noms. Nom 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 nom. <laughs> first nom. Martin
1: Hewitt. Right, yep, yeah, that's on my list.
0: Friendless love, yeah, obviously. In big
1: bold letters for me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think we know he's taken away the award, Tom.
0: <laughs> well, let's not dismiss right. every lucky nominee tonight. <laughs> okay, All yeah, right? that's true. It, also it's got... a
1: privilege just to be nominated for worst performance.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's going to be really pleased about this. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley. Oh now hang
1: on a second because I think he's doing what is asked of him. Yeah. But no but nobody should ever have asked that of him.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and he should have still gone no.
1: Okay, yeah, that's It's probably not enough fair. to
0: say you were just following orders, Adam. No that's true <laughs> It's not that's an argument.
1: True. It's not it's no defence. It's not a defence. Yeah, okay, I can see that, but I assume that your preferred uh your preferred pick there is Martin Hewitt. I don't think there's going to be much argument on this one. So my nominees, I've got Mia Sara in there from Legend, uh, who played Princess Lily. That's not a good performance, I don't think, but, you know, she's working with what she's got. Controversially, Tom, and I'm not even sure how much I agree with this, but I did put it in there. I've got Dustin Hoffman. (laughs) Discuss.
0: (laughs) Because that... (laughs) Is it it because of his depiction of autistic people?
1: Yeah, I mean, I just... I don't know if it's good or not, and I think uh, I really came to bat for him on the Rain Man episode uh, because I knew it would be a point of contention. But upon reflection, is it a good performance? I'm not really sure. It's a lot of performance.
0: Yeah, it, but is that not a good performance? I mean, if you're if you're asking for a specifically, you know, like is it an accurate and realistic depiction? Is that it, ah, then, yeah. then? No, it's it's not. But is it? Is it? Was it a, an entertaining? You know, character that he created from, from nothing using his ability.
1: I suppose it's like we said on the episode where it's like it's it's a realistic portrayal of a certain kind of person who has autism, but it mm. but the film doesn't really do enough to tell people this isn't what all people with autism are like. So yeah. I guess you can't levy that at Dustin Hoffman. My third nominee, of course, is Martin Hewitt. So I think yeah. you know, Someone email him and let him know he's won an award because Martin Hewitt, you're going away with worst performance by a non-Tom Cruise in a Tom Cruise film. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, right, so to w- the next one? I, I
0: wish you'd got him on. <laughs> <I know. laughs> As a guest for the Tommies.
1: <laughs> imagine, imagine he'd have accepted the award. Um, so our next category uh, is best film score or Soundtrack. Because I don't think we wanted to limit it to just, you know, how the Academy, our, our main rivals, uh, the Academy, yeah. uh, and I'm sure they feel the same way about the Tommies. Um, they just do specific score and it's got to be like, oh, it's got to be a certain amount of original music, you know, whatever and whoever and when or whatever and what. But we're going to include soundtracks, just general use of music in f- the, the 12 films that we've covered so far. The first one I've got as a nomination is the color of money? Oh, I think that I don't believe that there's much score in that film at all, and it's almost all Martin Scorsese's use of popular music, classic music, rock, and then pop from more recent sort of times. You know, in 1986, recent times. Yeah, and I think the use of the soundtrack in that film is is pretty good.
0: Okay, that's not unreasonable. And remember, Adam, we are in the 80s. Well, we're 1990 because we're looking back on the 80s. Mm,
1: yes. So, what a decade. Yes.
0: <laughs> mm. uh, <laughs> I've got two noms, two nom noms. Okay. First one, born on the 4th of July.
1: Oh, well, I did deliberately Williams didn't score. put that in. That's a ludicrous score, Tom.
0: I know, which is why it's getting. but <laughs> John Williams went full John Williams with a big sweeping orchestral score. It was nominated for, you know, an Oscar.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, yeah, you're, you're certainly in uh, in good company, I suppose. You in the yeah. Academy again? That bloody yeah. Academy.
0: I'm angling to get in on the board. Really, you, really, you, yeah. you
1: think this will be the, this will be your route yeah. into being on the Academy? That's interesting. Yeah, I think so. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, with a vote like that, you know, that very safe. Obvious yeah. choice, Tom. You know the Morkish choice. That's yeah, uh, yeah that's definitely going to get you there. I've gone. I've gone for another left field one as my, as one okay. of my other noms. Uh, yeah, Top Gun. Adam. Oh, that's my other nom. Oh, lovely, lovely stuff. Because that is that's. Do you know what? That's an insane use of music. Any film yeah. that is like, we've got two songs and we're going to play them four times each deserves a <laughs> nomination in something something or other. Um, I think just The Lasting Legacy of Danger Zone. The Lasting Legacy of Danger Zone and uh, Take My Breath Away by Berlin. Yep. Are just incredible. Just incredible. And of course playing for the boys, I think it's called, the other (laughs) Kenny Lockins song that no one really ever remembers. Uh, I have another nom, and I have to say that this one is my preferred choice. And we did point it out on the episode that we did, and it's risky business.
0: Mm. for Tangerine Dream?
1: Tangerine Dream, but also that use of the Phil Collins and, you know, lots lots of other stuff going on on that soundtrack. I think that's a great use of both soundtrack and score. Now... Here's something awkward, Tom. We have to uh, we have to pick a winner, and my preferred nomination is not even on your list of noms.
0: Yeah, but I am willing to to be swayed over to that side because the basis for Top Gun was how well the music, you know, like a soundtrack was used in the film.
1: Yeah, I, for I, Top Gun, I'm not I, sure it was used that well. It was used no, a lot.
0: <laughs> no, and, and ironically, when I came up with. Well, suggested best film score slash soundtrack. Mm. In my head, I was thinking because some films like Risky Business <laughs> <laughs> had a really good soundtrack, and then
1: you left it off your nomination list.
0: Yeah, Unbelievable. I'm willing to go for Risky Business on the basis of what it achieved with the music.
1: Amazing. Okay, then in that case, we're handing the Tommy for best film score or soundtrack to Risky Business. I should find it... I need to... That's the same one again. Okay. Well, I've got something here called Champions Anthem, which I think that we could use that for the next one, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our, our next category. Here's one. This is one of the big heavy hitters, but unfortunately it is a bit of a negative one. Worst performance by a Tom Cruise. Ooh. Now, you know, we don't I like... I who to... the winner's going to be. <laughs> well, we might have different ones. We might have different ones, because I've got two... Well,
0: no, but I mean, it's, <laughs> is it going to be Tom Cruise, or is it going to be...
1: <laughs> I mean, it's definitely going to be Tom Cruise. It will be Tom Cruise. I see what you're saying, yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've got two nominations for this. One of them I yep. think you'll agree with, and one of them is maybe slightly contentious. Okay. Uh, one of my nominations, Top Gun. Ooh. What do you think of that?
0: I think, considering that is the fi- that is the film that arguably made Tom Cruise, <laughs> the Tom Cruise we know, yeah, that epitomizes not just Tom Cruise's character as such that he plays in films, mm. but also Tom Cruise as a human being, mm, yeah. And you think that's the worst performance? Is it, it the worst be. performance because you think it's the closest to real Tom Cruise? Because
1: yeah, it's not really that much of a performance.
0: <laughs> he just turned up and thought he was <laughs> flying a jet.
1: No, I think I think it's just so um It's such a cartoonish performance, and it is in keeping with the tone of the movie, I think. But um like all of the dramatic scenes, he's just given nothing in them at all. He's so flat, and um, yeah, I just think it's a bad performance. I think you know, and it's very brave of me to nominate that uh, in this category. Uh, so
0: brave. What? Uh, what nominations do you, do you have, Tom? I've got uh, "Endless Love," but for why? I mean, it's because he's in it. Barely it a performance. For Exactly. Like, okay. I think that's the definition, isn't it? That barely a performance he turns up and does a bad job. Right, okay. Yeah. It's not like it's not like he had to like for his first role learn all the lines and like dramatic acting right, yeah. for a whole 90-minute feature film. He had 30 seconds.
1: Yeah, okay. That's true. Okay, yeah, point point taken, point taken.
0: I've got another one.
1: Yeah, go for it. Losing it. I nearly had losing it, but I think the film is is like making his performance seem worse than it is because his performance is mm. broadly fine.
0: But yeah, that's that's the, that's that's kind of it, though. I I think he's barely doing a performance. Like I think he's basically just turning up, right, and just kind of reading the lines, not putting any emotion into it because he's pl- meant to play somebody fairly subdued, but not playing somebody subdued in a really like talented, nuanced way. Just kind of just
1: he's just kind of boring up. in it.
0: Yeah, just read yeah, the I lines, don't
1: react I can see that My other nomination And again, I'm surprised that you haven't got this, Tom In terms of, you know Okay, maybe he's not putting in a performance in Losing It But he In terms of a, of an example of when he is putting in a performance And it's fucking awful Legend
0: no oh, yeah, <laughs> he's okay. so
1: bad in legend. He's like ruinously bad in legend and has absolutely no idea what he's doing or the tone of the movie, so I think maybe here it's between legend and losing it. yeah, I'd be happy with either, Tom. I'd be happy with either. What, mm. what do you think who are we going to give this statue to? And the statue is just weirdly uh it's it looks exactly like the Oscar, but it's you. It's not Tom Cruise, <laughs> oh, and it's not both of us. It's just you. I don't, just know, Tom don't know why we've done that, but that, that's what it is.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know, Adam. I don't know. It's tough. I don't know if it? I'm willing
1: to budge. It's tough. It's tough. Um, yeah. I think losing it. I think if Tom had put in a really good performance in in losing it, it would have elevated it in some way. You know, imagine yeah. if he'd been funny in losing it. Imagine yep. if he'd been likable in losing it. Imagine if he'd been interesting in losing it. So I think, yeah, that's a good shout. I think the statue for worst performance by a Tom Cruise in the 1980s, losing it. That's a rubbish champion's anthem. <sighs> oh, Christ. Very disappointed by that Champions Anthem. Very disappointed. Let's move on to something a little bit more positive. Let's go for Best Screenplay. Now, I think we, we had some discussion about this, whether it was Best Story or Best Screenplay, I suppose. But I, we're taking both into account for this. I've got three nominations, Tom. Um, So do I. All the Right Moves. Oh, I think you know, for, for what we were saying earlier when, when when you were talking about your biggest surprise, in terms of taking a pretty standard college football story and transforming it into something interesting and having dialogue that feels at once dramatic but realistic, you can't do much better than all the right moves, uh, I think. You know, I think one of the things we said, you know, that there 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 was a very insistent kind of rapey sex scene in all the right moves and the fact yeah. that you the fact that you continue to root for that character i think is a testament not just to the performance in the direction but a testament to the screenplay that it understands where it's going and that the audience will want to follow someone on that journey that's my first nomination tom throw some stuff
0: at me okay my first nom risky business Interesting. Expand on that. Yeah. Um, Just because I think it was witty without necessarily actually having to do many jokes. Mm. You know, like there was visual humor, but a lot of it was just like quick dialogue and subtlety to it. Um, And I cared about the characters. Which, in a lot of these early films, I do not care what happens to the characters. Yeah,
1: and that's a big thing. In, in like, it is difficult to write characters that people care about. It genuinely yeah. is. It genuinely genuinely is. Um, and speaking of characters that you care about, my next nomination, Rain Man. Ooh. Ooh. I think that's a good screenplay. Yeah. I think there were some problems with that movie, and I don't think it's aged very well. But I think that screenplay is pretty tight, and it's like a fun road movie two brothers on the road mixing things up. One of them's got autism. You know, it's a little classic road classic. movie. <laughs> it's-
0: yeah. Well, I actually have that as one of my, my noms as well. Uh, and I think that the fact that that film doesn't get boring, even though actually not a lot happens. Mm-hmm. Like not a lot, like there's not a lot of big beats where it's like, oh, okay, then this big thing happens. <laughs> 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 like they, they go to... It's a big That was a really big, big beat, beat, Adam. <laughs> uh, they go to Vegas and that's a big
1: beat. Huge beat in Vegas, I've heard.
0: Notorious, Notorious. <laughs> notoriously big beat. Uh, and and it's a road the-
1: movie and they pass one of those road sh- roadside attractions, don't they? And it's a big beat. It's the world's biggest beetroot.
0: Yeah. Great. Yeah, do you like that? Yeah, it's really good, Adam. <laughs> and the award for best joke on a podcast goes to.
1: Who? Who's it going to? Tom Cruise.
0: Oh. Yeah, sorry, mate.
1: My own... uncle. <laughs> well done, Tom Cruise. For best joke on a podcast.
0: Okay. <laughs> what is even happening tonight? <laughs>
1: It's it's our our most magical night. It's the podcast's most magical night.
0: Yeah. My other nomination. Mm. The Colour of Money.
1: So that is also the other nomination that I have. Yes. Mm. So we both have Rain Man and The Colour of Money. Tom, I'm inclined to give it to The Colour of Money.
0: Is it because it's a better film? Yeah,
1: because it's a better film. I mean, yeah, but it's it's a better film. I think Colour (laughs) of Money is probably going to be a big winner tonight. Although maybe, I don't know. You never know. You never know. Who knows? Um, but uh, there's there's so much sensitivity in in that screenplay, and to try and do the job of of a legacy sequel, whilst not really making a legacy sequel and making something that stands on its own. And before people did legacy sequels. Well, exactly the original legacy yeah. sequel. Yeah, I think it's good. Are, are we happy to to give the statue to the color of money? Yes, we should really point out who it's written by. So, oh yeah. So, does anyone have any uh, ideas of who any, anyone in the audience? It's written
0: by. Uh, hang on, let me figure it out. <laughs> hang on, Adam's oh. running down the aisle.
1: <laughs> Richard Price, based on a novel by Walter Tevis. Is that right? Is that right? Yes. yes that okay. Sounds right. Fantastic. Uh, I've 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 thrown in a little uh, surprise category for you here, Tom. Oh. Okay. So this is one that you won't have prepared for. Um, Biggest villain in the MCU. (laughs) Okay. So we've got James Spader, who was in Endless Love, and of course he played Ultron in the Avengers: Age of Ultron. Uh, We've got Willem Dafoe. Who was in Born on the Fourth of July with Tom Cruise, and he played Green Goblin in Spider-Man: No Way Home. And of course, we've got Martin Scorsese, who directed The Color of Money, and is I would say I think it's a no-brainer. We have to give that trophy to Martin Scorsese, right? As the biggest villain of the MCU, fantastic. Yes, yeah. yeah. Well done, Martin Scorsese. Right. Okay.
0: He's taken home a lot of awards tonight, isn't
1: he? Uh what's that? Two? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of them's stupid. One of them's not even an
0: award. Tom. <laughs> it's more than he would have had if he if we'd not done the Tommy. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's true. That's true. Our next category: Best performance by a non-Tom Cruise in a Tom Cruise film. So this is again, anyone who's not Tom Cruise. Who's the best? Who's the best of them when they're not being Tom Cruise? Because they're not Tom Cruise. I've they're got not. four nominations for this, Tom. How many do Christ. you have? Know? I've only got two. That's crazy. Let me start then. Rebecca De Mornay in Risky Business. Ooh. I think that's a really good performance. Um, You're right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's a my, <laughs> my options are really obvious. Like, yeah, really sure fucking obvious. You'll I don't, guess which ones I they are. I think we'll
1: probably give it to the same person. because I, I, So, I, I'm always putting the person that I would prefer to get the award last. So, okay. if, if they're first in the list, Tom, I don't think they should get an award. But I do okay. just want to shout them out because yeah. Rebecca DiMorde was great. Um, and then I've got another one. Mary Elizabeth Mastrantiano from The Colour of Money. I thought that was a really great performance as well. Yeah. Um had a really difficult job in between Tom Cruise and Paul Newman having to kind of separate herself from that energy but also become engaged in that energy. And that can be a difficult position to be in, you know, in these two feuding uh people to be the third person in that movie. I think she did a great job. Um doesn't play any Paul though. Doesn't play any Paul and that's ultimately why I don't think she should win the award. So no. so so Tom, uh, let's hear let's hear one of your nominations.
0: Okay. Paul Cuman.
1: Well, yes. Well, obviously, yes. Paul (laughs) Cuman will be. Yes, of course.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the other one. (laughs) Yeah. Go on. Dustin Hoffman
1: Dustin Hoffman and Paul Cuman the classic the classic double act of Dustin Hoffman and Paul (laughs) Cuman Dustin Hoffman obviously in the uh, slightly um, interesting position of now having been nominated for worst and best performance by a non-Tom Cruise in a Tom (laughs) Cruise film at the same awards
0: ceremony at the same
1: awards ceremony and will be winning neither is my uh, is what I'm imagining (laughs) Um, my other nominations uh, Willem Dafoe for Born on the 4th of July because I think he he makes mm. a huge impact in such a small role.
0: I think Willem Dafoe is possibly going to be nominated for that award or equivalent in every film he ever appears in.
1: Yeah, for sure. He always brings something like uh insane to a movie, and he very rarely is the star of a movie, right? Name a yeah. name a name a film that Willem Dafoe is the star.
0: Oh, wasn't he in that film about Nosferatu, where he played Max Schreck? Yeah, but I'd argue that he's not the star. Well, I've not seen it. I just thought maybe he was. I think was. the
1: star is John Malkovich, the guy who plays F.W. Murnau. Oh. Yeah.
0: Well, then, no. Shadow of nothing. the Vampire,
1: I think that's called. It's a very interesting film. Yes. I watched that fairly recently. Um, my final nomination, Paul Newman for The Colour of Money. Right. Because... Of all of the things that we said on the episode, and because he's incredible, and we haven't given him an award yet, right? So no. you know, this this maybe it's not for that performance that we're giving him this award. It's just a, <laughs> in recognition of his yeah, yeah yeah the things that he's added to the legacy of cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's Paul Newman for the color of money. A slightly you know this is this is the last of the negative awards and it's the big one tom i'm expecting mm. lots of arguments on this i've got a few nominations it's worst yeah. picture how many nominations yeah. do you have for worst picture tom i've got Twelve. 3 i've got 3 Twelve. as well i've got 3 as well and i'm wondering if if there'll be some overlap i have a feeling that you've come into this really thinking that we're going to give it to a certain film. and I
0: think it's impossible for us to entertain anything else. Oh,
1: well, no, I disagree.
0: <laughs> but I'd like to hear some counter-arguments. I, I
1: disagree. So my first nomination, and I imagine it's a nomination that we share, is Losing It. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty bad film, right? Yeah. Okay, so do you have Losing It on your noms?
0: Yes, I do. And why
1: is that, Tom?
0: Because it's the worst film we watched.
1: <laughs> and it it's is. not
0: even like that's a subjective like <laughs> statement. We both rated it objectively the lowest of like all it? the films we've watched. Yeah, that's true. It's quantifiable. But that, does, Adam. that doesn't
1: mean that doesn't mean necessarily that it deserves the award. Uh what else have you got? What other nominations have you got?
0: Okay. Endless love.
1: Sure, yes. Okay. Yeah. And then I assume you, you maybe have cocktail as well. Yes, I've got Cocktail. So I also have Cocktail. And I'm also nominating Legend as well. Fair enough. And these are not the films that I've rated the lowest, okay? I want to give it to to Cocktail. And I think it's a better film than Losing It, right? Which is, and I assume you want to give the award to to Losing It. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So, Losing It. Yeah. Is a small budget, out of the way, little film that nobody's seen. And yeah. do you know what? Yeah, it's really bad, but it almost it performed closer to as expected than a big sure. nineteen eighty eight huge movie with everything at its disposal should have been. Do you know what I mean? If you're making yeah. A bartending film set in Jamaica with Tom Cruise and Elizabeth Shue and it turns out as shit as Cocktail, you <laughs> fucked up big time. Yeah. Whereas if you're going to make like a crap like a stupid exploitation sex comedy in Mexico and it turns out like that, I'm not surprised it turned out like that. Do you know what I mean?
0: No, I think they achieved <laughs> their vision. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. Whereas Cocktail yeah. stuffs it up, stuffs it right up, and it had all the promise in the world. That's my argument
0: for cocktail. What do you think about that? I mean, I don't disagree. Like, this what you just said is absolutely true. And t- like, if we were going to go on, I think just general critical reception. I don't know what losing it got critically. I don't even know if it ever even got reviewed I don't think, by I don't
1: think anyone. anyone. Saw it, Tom. <laughs> but for co-
0: didn't cocktail get like? Is it twelve or nineteen percent on like Rotten Tomatoes, seven. Or something like that? Seven, seven percent. <laughs> Jesus I mean, yeah, we can give it to Cocktail okay, It is offensively great. bad it don't, We don't even have That's the other thing In Cocktail, we don't even know what the woman's name is Until she's already out of the script
1: Can you tell me now what it is?
0: Elizabeth Shue Okay
1: <laughs> Wait, did we give it to Cocktail?
0: Yeah, yeah, we did
1: Lovely. Um, Losing It is still the worst film, though. Losing It is still the worst film, but worst picture, the award goes to cocktail. I'm going to make a similar argument when we get to best picture, in that it should be cocktail. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) before we get there, we've got a few more categories. We've, of course, got best director. I've got a few nominations for this, Tom. What are you saying about your noms?
0: Okay. I've I've got two. Two. Nom, nom. Uh, and the first one I'm going to throw out there mm-hmm. is Oliver Stone for Born of the Fourth of July.
1: The guy who won the Oscar for Best Director when he released that film.
0: I didn't actually think about that, but yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got oh, that that's... as well, Tom. There is that. Yeah, I think... There is <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, I was just more thinking that he, you know, created a really well-made film, regardless of how much enjoyment you necessarily get out of it. Oh, yeah, fa- yeah, yeah, yeah and obviously i in the episode mentioned that it has some pacing issues because it's telling a real life story and trying to get a point across and it's not necessarily lending itself to like a blockbuster narrative pace mm. but i do think it's a very well made film i think it's a
1: very well made film as well i think it's a very well directed film um and just to there's so many disparate elements of that film like it takes place across numerous years in numerous locations deals with Mm. numerous themes as a director to pull all that stuff together oliver stone's just done an incredible job on that movie i think um the other nominations i had i paul brickman for risky business i and maybe it's just because i was so surprised by it but it had a, a real you know four a quote-unquote teenage sex comedy. It had a real um, consistency of tone and it had a real thoughtfulness about it. And it looked really good. And I just thought it was very well directed. And my other nomination, Martin Scorsese for The Colour of Money.
0: That is my. That is also my other nomination.
1: Yeah, okay. So we've got two yeah. there where we cross over. Um, I think Martin Scorsese's direction on The Colour of Money is great.
0: But I think Born on the 4th of July is a much more impressive
1: piece of direction, yeah.
0: right? And jumping between like scenes of like like small town America but also Vietnam. Yeah. And like I like you so, know obviously cinematography directing different things, but like it was like beautifully shot and the fact that it would like cut in and then the the moment you know someone's going to get shot in the head Mm. and there's nothing to tell you that about that except just the general tone and atmosphere of the you know like the the scene i do yeah i think it was more impressive particularly given also that that's not the easiest topic to juggle
1: yeah for sure sensitively
0: or articulately or whatever and even now like 30 something years later like 33 years later or something like Mm. it it still holds up yeah i agree it's not offensive it's not insensitive it's just still a good film and not to make it into too
1: much of a competition you know even though it is an awards show um yeah color of money kind of has one tone right and and yeah watching oliver stone juggle all those things is very impressive what what do we think oliver stone right yeah i think so cool Um, Oh, We're getting to some big hitters here We're getting into things like best performance And best picture but before that we we of course Have got the special recognition award for most Cruiseness displayed in a feature film Uh, Tom give me some nominations For the most Cruise films that we've seen in the 80s
0: I've got two One of them is Born on the 4th of July That's insane He's in a wheelchair The whole time screaming about his penis That's not very cruisy he wanted to <laughs> paralyze yeah, himself guess. for the performance. I guess I guess, okay, one of mine
1: is Cocktail, which seems yeah. like very Tom Cruise. Sure.
0: Sure. Do we have the same second nomination? I imagine we do. It's gonna be the colour of money, right? Uh, no. Oh no. Oh no. no. Tom. It's almost like we have different definitions of cruisiness. <laughs> Would you have thought that after like we... twelve episodes? Twelve <laughs> films discussing the different opinion Tom
1: Cruise Right, we've got to sort this out, what? Tom. We've got to sort this out. I've got no. Top Gun. Now, earlier in this episode you said that's the film where he's the most
0: Tom Cruise. It's what we know Tom Cruise to be. Oh no, I said it's where you I said it's where we get the introduction to who Tom Cruise is Right, so it's the most cruiseness one then Oh, no, because he evolves He keeps growing He hasn't. He's not climbing a skyscraper He's not riding a motorbike off a cliff
1: well, he doesn't do any of those things in colour of money either He just
0: plays a no, big Exactly he In learned, Top Gun, he's, he's fucking he, flying planes and stuff But he didn't fly the plane <laughs> If you want to make that argument for Top Gun Maverick, that's fine <laughs> But in Top Gun, he well, just he's cocky and he wears aviators. He rides a motorcycle, Tom. He does. That is a cruise point. He keeps There's asking to shower in people's houses. That's very cruise. Yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't flip a pool hue like Nunchucks perfectly in time with a song. No, but he does the big smile
1: and puts the sunglasses on. He says, "I feel the need, the need for speed."
0: Tom. He doesn't. It's he, the he, Tom Cruise film. He does a big smile and puts sunglasses on in Risky Business as well, and it's not nominated. Yeah, but He doesn't say, "I feel the need, the need for speed," does he? No. He says, "Looks like at University of Illinois." <laughs> I mean, maybe. that is
1: good. Yeah, that is good. But I don't think it's the most Cruise I'm not budging oh. on this one, Tom. It's Top Gun. It's Top Gun all the way in the episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm still sticking. Tom, I've written it in. To remind... Tom, I've written it down. No, no, it's, but,
1: but, Tom. Tom. It says Top Gun. It says Top Gun here. It says Top Gun. I will not be silent. No, it's just Tom. The music's playing. Shut up. Ah, the Special Recognition Award for most crew's to in a feature film. They're going to Top Gun. And there was no argument about it. <laughs> so... <laughs> should we just give it a risky business then
0: <laughs> if we can't no. agree like <laughs> should we just get to losing it yeah. no I'm fine with, I'm fine with top Gun. Right, fine
1: okay we're, we're up to our two legend. big well yeah exactly the two big heavy hitting categories now first one of course best performance by a Tom Cruise uh, I mean I've got three nominations
0: Tom Let, let's hear some of yours Okay, first of all, I've just noticed that in my notes I've written Rain Man twice and both times I've written it Rain Main. <laughs> and I thought, am I looking at the wrong category? No, done it twice. For the same category? And both so, times you spell it wrong? Yeah, okay, two so, different categories. So two of your
1: nominations Rain, are Rain Maine.
0: Rain, Rain, <laughs> Rain Main. So okay. best performance by Tom Cruise, Rain Maine. Yeah, And also Rain Main. <laughs> so, rain man. Yeah. Uh, I I just thought it was sort of measured but with still still with that like Tom Cruise energy behind it. Yeah. Like he had some control over it. He knew when to release it uh aggressively, mm. like you know, smacking autistic man around the back of the head. Yeah. Uh and he knew when to rein it in to actually get an emotive performance. Rain man it in. Ooh. No? main villain of the MCU. <laughs> I've got risky business here. I also have a risky business. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's... What for, is the it? The less we talk about that... Okay, the better. <laughs> I think, yeah,
1: he exudes a lot of um, charisma in that movie. Uh, so- somewhat controversially, Tom, for Best yep. Performance by Tom Cruise, I've nominated, and I will be nominating, Cocktail. What do you what do you reckon about that, Tom?
0: Adam. Yeah. I'm not, It's not a good performance. I think it is a good performance. I know that, that you thought it was a decent performance yeah, yeah. on the episode. In a bad movie. St- in a
1: bad movie. I, would I say still
0: that- think he's I still think he's pretty bad in it. I think he's still like slightly too much. He's over egging it. I don't think so. He's got all of that he's got all of that charm and he's got the panic and he's got
1: you know I just think that's a that's a quintessential cruise performance in a very bad movie.
0: And you think him looking up away from the camera and shouting, Somebody, help
1: me oh, Okay, that's really is a good not the, be- that,
0: not the best bit in the movie. But the- it is the best bit. That is the best <laughs> bit in the movie. All of this is just also his worst acting in the movie. All of the stuff at the beginning,
1: like when he's in New York and he's doing all of the, you know, the the cocktail stuff, and he's charming, yeah. and he's kind of you know that scene where his back's up against the wall and he's panicking, and then he has a bit of a fight, and he's sad about it. There's a lot of range in cocktail, and I think people people forget that. The, the, I think that is a good. I think that is a good Cruise uh, performance, but it's not. It's not what I'm putting forward as as my contender for the actual award. Um, okay. I think that I think there's a clear best performance by a Tom Cruise in the movies that we've seen so far. Do you have another nomination?
0: I've put the Color of Money. Tom,
1: Tom, you're arguing against yourself here at this point because <laughs> because I've put Born on the Fourth of July,
0: and I don't know how you argue with that performance. I I I just wasn't as wowed as the Color of Money. But also, I think I'm overlooking Born on the Fourth of July quite a bit. I mean, you were the one who was saying that, like, you know, he's in the wheelchair and he's shouting about erect penises. It's It's all I want (laughs) for myself. Why is that not a best
1: performance
0: to you? Well, it is a very good performance. You are right. I mean, I would put that down as much as I would put down like Rain Man, for example. Mm-hmm. I think, genuinely, I think I'm overlooking Born on the Fourth of July because I don't think it really resonated with me as a film that much. Like, right. I, I watched it and thought, this is a good film, and then it I quickly forgot that we'd really watched it.
1: Right, okay, yeah.
0: If that kind of makes sense. So, I yeah, I would definitely have that as a nomination. Um, but I've gone for The Colour of Money purely because I think him and Paul Newman played off each other so well in that film. Mm. I think both... No, well, I don't think Paul Newman's game was elevated by Tom Cruise, but I think Tom Cruise's performance was elevated by, you know, acting against Paul Newman.
1: So how much of that is to actually to do with how good Tom Cruise is at acting and how much of it is or, to do with how good Paul Newman is at acting?
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, and as a supporting actor for Tom Cruise.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hmm. hmm, I'm now torn. Interesting. And part of me, because I've got Risky Business down. And part of me feels like Risky Business is one of his best performances because it was so early in his career. And his previous performances were so small or ineffective. It's a real step up at that point of, in his career, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Like, that's a huge leap. And it's such a successful leap because he plays the humour and the drama really well. But then think about the leap from
1: Rain Man to Born on the 4th of July. Like that's an equally sure. big uh, uh, as big a leap, I think. Both huge Oscar grabs and Tommy grabs uh, for Tom Cruise. Um, <laughs> let's not talk about Tommy grabs. <laughs> but you can't think, you can't do that these days, I Adam. think. <laughs> I think that performance in Born on the 4th of July is pure Oscar bait. And I think, yeah, I think any other year he wins the Oscar. It's just that he was up against Daniel Day Lewis, you know. And you can't go up against Daniel Day Lewis, Tom. You just can't do no. it. It cannot be done. It's actually,
0: seen it's it's actually an acting faux pas. <laughs> yeah, it really to go is. up against. Yeah, no Lewis one should be doing years.
1: any acting in years that Daniel Day Lewis is also doing some acting. Yeah, it's incredibly rude. Um, I just think. Like, I don't, I don't know. There's just something that's so... And I'm. Gonna, this is going to be my pitch for Best Picture as well. There's something much more worthy about the performance in Ball on the 4th of July than there is something like Colour of Money, a film that is kind of just espousing the view of, like, what if a pool player got old? Show you know I mean sure. like <laughs> Yeah, like so Tom Cruise's yeah. performance seems to be in service of something a bit a bit bigger, and I think it is more wide ranging because even at the end of The Colour of Money, Vince has done no learning. Tom Cruise is giving yeah. one performance the whole way through. And in Born on the Fourth of July, he gives like five different performances based on where this person is in their life, you know. I'm sold. Oh, yeah. on the 4th of July best performance by a Tom Cruise yeah great that means it's time for best picture uh, yeah. and I will fight you on this okay because you're going to say right I've got three nominations okay Rain Man, okay. Color of Money, Born on the Fourth of July. Okay, that's my. Those are my nominations for all of the reasons that we've already talked about. All three of them. Okay. Yeah. What have you got?
0: I've got the Color of Money and Risky Business, based on the fact they are my highest scoring films. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm choosing Best Picture based on, just how much you liked them. Yeah. <laughs> right. Based, okay. And I, and how much I liked them is based on how much did I enjoy it balanced with mm. how good a film do I think it is. Yeah, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Like, objective and subjective, trying to get, find some sort of balance there. And as I said with Born on the Fourth of July, I think it's a good film. You gave it the same rating as
1: uh, Risky Business, but didn't yes. enjoy it as much, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I, I would put Risky Business as, uh, like, a high four, and uh, Born on the Fourth of July could could even be a three and a half.
1: Okay. 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 Interesting. And then your the other uh, one's I've- Colour of Money. Yes. Okay. Now, Colour of Money is the film I've given the highest score to. And I think it's both of our. It's both of our. If we, in a minute, we're going to rank our Tom Cruise movies. Sure. Like our top tens. Is that
0: right? Is that what we're doing? I mean, we might as well do a top 12 at this
1: point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert, Tom. Colour of Money is going to be at the top. Okay. It's number one because I think it's great. Tom, I don't think we should give it the Tommy Award for Best Picture.
0: Well, you're going to go with Born on the Fourth of July, yeah. Because you're a little Oscar bitch. No, it's not that. It's not. We it didn't win the Oscar. It Didn't win the Oscar because cause, well, yeah. But you're, that's you're being all like trying to do controversy now. Aren't no, it's, you? not controversy. All, like,
1: <laughs> it's not controversy. It's
0: not controversy. It's oh, I'm going to choose the one that didn't win the Oscar.
1: No no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, Tom, and this is a philosophical question: What do we mm. want the Tommy to represent? What do we want the Tommy, the small statue of you, to to mean to people? When people hear the Tommies, yeah. <laughs> I want them to think of integrity, right? Uh, and uh, just that's it, just integrity, okay? Integrity, <laughs> so just integrity. Big smiles? No. no, no. I want them to think of integrity uh and um philanthropy I'd like them to think of that. Yeah and I'd like them to think about how important this award ceremony is in the grand scheme of things. And the answer mm-hmm. is very. It's very important. Yeah. yeah. And I think that Born on the Fourth of July is a film that brought to light a lot of issues in US politics, how society in general viewed the Vietnam War the struggles that war veterans went through. And I think that that is an important message to have portrayed in a film that is not the best film I've seen so far on this podcast, but is very good. And I think that what The Colour of Money is saying is, what if a pool player got old and and then started playing pool again? And I think that film's yep. really good. I think it's great. I think it's brilliant. But it doesn't feel as worthy or as important as Born on the 4th of July. And that is my pitch for Born on See, the 4th now- of July being best picture. Best picture. Best you picture. Might- Not favourite picture. Best yeah. picture.
0: Now, best you might have a picture. point, Adam. You might have a point. <laughs> yeah. When you say that you want the Academy of the Tommies to be known for its integrity. You know, like... uh, Just remember that we are two white middle-class men awarding a series of awards to a whole load of white men. (laughs) Right? Exclusively white men. Okay, well...
1: I feel like Born on the 4th of July feels like a more diverse film than The Colour of
0: Money. (laughs) It does have... Mm, yeah. It has a
1: lot of yeah. Vietnamese people in it, albeit that they're the enemy, but... And they're dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're either the enemy or they're dead. But they are yeah. in it, and that's what's important mm, when we talk yeah.
0: about diversion. There are some black actors, some African-American actors. I mean, they play porters that in a hospital that doesn't get any funding.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. They, th- those characters are used to, again, talk about issues like the systemic racism of the government yeah. at the time.
0: Yeah, and there is part of the movement. Yeah, yeah. of course, part of the thing that inspires Tom Cruise to actually stand up against the government for the treatment of Vietnam veterans, etc., is the fact that he sees a march for people of color exactly. and the discrimination. Now, can you talk about
1: the color of money in the same way that we've just talked about board at the Fourth of July?
0: I don't think old men <laughs> get enough screen time. I think you're talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think he says having <laughs> co-hosting a podcast about a fifty-nine-year-old yeah, white man. Exactly.
1: Have you seen Harrison Ford's career? Oh, he's yeah. doing better than he's ever done before. Um,
0: uh, I don't know. Look, not performance-wise, though.
1: That's true. That is true. Yeah. I am not going to be disappointed with either of these movies. Taking away the most coveted prize of the evening. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, I just feel like Born on the Fourth of July. Just deserves it a little bit more for the the thing that it's trying to say, you know.
0: I cannot disagree with you, but I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I I, I can't disagree with you. Uh, I I think I would have to concede and say that Born on Fourth of July probably does deserve it. I it's just with the caveat that. I found it kind like I said. I found it forgettable once I'd watched it. Yeah, I kind of forget that we've seen it when I'm thinking through every time that you go, "Oh, we've done twelve films." I'm thinking, "Well, the last one in the '80s is Rain Man, right?" Interesting. That is interesting.
1: Yeah, it's just a it's just not on. It's not a blip on your radar. That yeah, is interesting. I don't think that discredits that that discounts it from being best picture. No, there's I've, loads I think of best why- picture winners that I can't remember. Like what won last year?
0: I don't know, but you look at something like Green Book, right? Which obviously we don't think is worth yeah. winning it in the first place, but like, who's watching that a second time?
1: But the only reason I remember Green Book uh, is because I don't think it should have won Best Picture. And yeah. so if the only reason you remember Born on the 4th of July is because you think it shouldn't have won Best Picture tonight, then I think that's even more of a reason to put it in there <laughs> so that yeah. you remember you've watched it.
0: Just, just <laughs> as a reminder, when we get to the end, we go. So we watched forty-six films, didn't we? No, no Tom. No. <laughs> do, you, do you remember on the on the first Tommies
1: Yeah, is that what we're doing then? Should we Fine. get it to ball on the fourth of July? Yeah, why not? That makes cool. that, me- that makes it a big winner. Born on the 4th of July, because it's won Best Picture, Best Performance, and Best Director. And then, of course, our, you know, our quote-unquote favourite, Colour of Money, has won Best Performance for Paul Newman, and Best Screenplay. And, of course, Martin Scorsese won for Biggest Villain in the MCU. Uh, And then we have, you know, little bits in there. You know, Risky Business has got a little... Uh, token Award from Me Cocktail uh, as, as as well um,
0: Martin Hewitt's won the only award ever <laughs> the, actually did he get a Razzie? or was he just nominated? I don't think the, the, the Razzie's existed at that point but there you go oh, well, this,
1: this makes up for it three big awards uh, for Born on the 4th of July two big awards for The Colour of Money and then some little bits and pieces there which I suppose wraps up uh our magical evening. Um before we go, we did promise we'd say we'd do our like yeah. rankings of the Tom Cruise movies. And I think I think going forward we'll just do top tens, right? But because we've done twelve movies, we might as well just do the top twelve, okay? So this is gonna go fast yeah. and it's just for stats purposes, for the real statisticians out there. Um so for me, number twelve, no surprises. Losing it. A very poor film. Very poor film indeed. Number 11, Endless Love. The only reason... What? The, the only reason I even think about the film at all is because it has Tom Cruise yeah. in it for 30 seconds. Number 10, Cocktail. Not good. Number 9, yeah. Taps. Fine. That's just Not a, a normal movie for normal people. Now, number eight, Legend, but very specifically the director's cut, the longer okay. one, that I gave three stars instead of two, okay? So that's my number eight. Number seven, All the Right Moves. Number six, The Outsiders, just edging out all the right moves right. there. Okay. Number five, we're in the big top five category here, and they're all, they're all Tom Cruise bangers. Number five, Top Gun. Number four, Rain Man. Number three, Born on the 4th of July. Number two, Risky Business. And number one, of course, The Colour of Money. There you go. That's Those are my cruise views rankings. Let's hear
0: yours, Tom. Okay, so at number 12, we have Big Surprise, Losing It. <laughs> who, who would have seen that coming? <laughs> uh, number 11, Endless Love.
1: Okay, okay, we're twinning, we're yeah. twinning.
0: Uh, number 10, Cocktail. Lovely, yeah, same, same, same. Here's where I deviate. Number nine, Legend.
1: Right. Yeah, fair Mm, enough. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you need to see that director's cut, Tom, but I'm pretty sure you won't. I don't
0: want to. (laughs) Uh, Number eight, Taps. Mm. Hmm. A normal film for normal people. Indeed. Uh, Number seven, The Outsiders. Admittedly, the uh, complete novel edition.
1: Yeah, the longer one. Yeah. Uh,
0: Number six, All the Right Moves.
1: Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So, again, we've just got a little swap there at number seven and six, yeah. but otherwise mostly intact.
0: Number five, Toppy G. <laughs> I, I hate that. I hate that so much. Oh, God. Uh, number four, Rain Man. Lovely. Number three, the infinitely forgettable but brilliant born on the 4th of July. <laughs> infinitely forgettable but brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Both those things could be true. It's great. I'm never going to watch it again. Number two, Ricky Business and Risky Business. Sure. Lovely. And number one, The Colour of Money. Amazing. We have the same top five and the same
1: bottom three. Yeah. And there's just some shuffling around in the middle there. Bit of wiggle. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Tom, on this special night.
0: Watch out for Will Smith. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That would be fucking topical by the time this comes out, mate. Great, thanks for that. (laughs) Good topical (laughs) humour. and listeners thank you for joining us as well uh, come and let us know your own nominations for each of the awards let us know some categories you'd like to see us include for when we do this for the 1990s uh, you can do that via twitter and instagram at cruiseviewspod or you can email us cruiseviewspodcast at gmail.com people go you know we're on letterboxd come and follow us on letterboxd We've got, I think I've got a cruiseviews list and stuff that people can check out if they're wondering what movies they need to watch in what order but until then your mission should you choose to accept it is to watch Days of Thunder before next week's episode. This podcast will self-destruct in five seconds.